Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Today I have a very special guest. She was actually my very first guest on this podcast back when it was called She's Startin'. Um, but now we're in She Speaks Bravo and who better than my friend, Bravo Bravo, Ducking Bravo. Hello, so good to be here. Thank you so much for coming back. We are going to be talking current events today. But before we get into that, I want to like talk shop real quick. Okay. Um, you do a lot of dives, obvi, um, but yes. sometimes you have to change the names of the people you're talking about, like Charmy, Shammer, or whatever you say. Yeah. What, like, how, what prompts that? Is there like a flag you get on your account? Oh, no, nothing like that. I do it out of my own personal choice. I just don't like to say um, some people's names over and over and over. You know what I mean? It's like all press is good press, that kind of thing. So I just oh. change it. Oh, that. Oh, so it's for like, okay. Oh, okay. you know. <laughs> I like that. That's way cooler. I just don't want their names in my head that much. So I just change it. <laughs> oh, I actually respect that even more. Okay. I thought it was, I, I was envisioning like they were, they were like scrolling Instagram, searching for their names and like hitting up people being like, take my name down. Oh no. I'm sure some of them do that, but right? like, I'm not hashtagging them. I don't tag them or anything. I don't snitch tag my own self. So it's really just for me. And it makes it funny. I think, you know, for the people who are on the journey with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. We know who you're talking about. Yeah. And then we move on. Cause I just I don't, liked, I don't like I liked to say the it. name you gave um, uh, the, the Dallas. Oh God. What's their names? Oh yeah. That's old stuff. Yeah, what were we names? don't speak of them, but we don't Cameron? speak of them because oh, they're not right. even they're not even on in the Bravo sphere anymore. They're not. So it's, right. it's like the movie um, the M. Night Shyamalan, the village where they're like, the, you know, those we don't speak of those we don't speak of. You're right. How dare I, yeah. How dare I even go there? Uh, <laughs> speaking speak. of snitch tagging, can you tell me why you hate it? Oh, yeah, I do. Because here's the thing, like, it, it's, it's like anything. It's like people who are sports fans, right? If you're talking about how someone played in a game, and you and your friends are talking about it, you don't call that person. I mean, they're already getting it. They're already hearing it, right? If somebody like botches something um, publicly, like they don't need to be tagged on it. You want to be able to have your private conversations on the side, like, what did you think of that? Um, in order to just have a dialogue with people. But the moment you snitch tag, it just kind of like, it brings that person into the room and it's a completely different vibe. It's not as though I ever post anything on my page that I wouldn't say to someone's face, but it's a completely different situation to talk amongst other Bravo fans about things we're watching on the show versus someone to like snitch tag someone in and you're like, well, that's a complete, okay, what I would say to her is different than what I would say to us, the viewer. So it just kind of ruins right. it. It's inviting yeah. people into like a gossip session. 
Yeah, or not and even. I mean, gossip gets such a bad gets such a right. bad rap. And again, there's a whole history behind that about men um, somehow trying to like control women and keep them from talking. But I will say though that I think that you know snitch tagging it can be hurtful because people mm -hmm. are super honest in comments, and you know they try to be funny, and it gets kind of like Reddit where people are making jokes, and and that has its place and it's hilarious. But you again wouldn't pull somebody in like to pile on them like yeah. that, right? And also, so. it's like when you when you walk in to a room of people talking about you, it's a very different feeling than someone going to you and saying those things directly to you. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. especially like in the case, because Crystal has me blocked due to snitch tagging. Aww. And I don't ever post. I'm, I'm not like a really salacious poster. I'm just more like an honest poster, yeah. but I'll do it for even my favorites. I don't play. I'm not like same. I think yeah. we're the same that way. Like there is no housewife that I quote unquote like stand so much that I will not say that was that was BS or, yeah. you know, whatever. Like there's no one that I'm just like, yes, queen to everything that they do. There's exactly. no because I mean, we're watching housewives. These are flawed people. That's what Absolutely. makes them interesting. And so yeah. when their flaws are showing, we can talk about it. But Crystal was on such a defense because of mm -hmm. all of the awful racist tweets she was getting, like she totally yes. disabled her Twitter. And so I know what happened. She was kind of like on that on that trajectory of being like, everyone's attacking me. So I'm just going to yep. block everyone I can. And so snitch taggers come in. And when you see it, it's easier to be like, oh, just never mind. I don't want to see it again. Yeah. So yeah. Crystal has has me blocked. Kyle blocked me a long time ago. And uh -huh. I was such a small account that I was more like honored. She even saw my post. Oh, that's hilarious. You know, what's so funny is I do I follow any real housewives right now? I don't know. I don't necessarily want that to see more of them than mm -hmm. we already do in the show. I get um, that. And one time there was a post about Kyle. Okay, it was about her tagline from two seasons ago where she's like, if you want to play chess, da da. And so I made fun of that because she had called Lisa, you know, like Bobby yes. Fisher or whatever. Okay. So I was like, you're calling yourself the queen now and you're referencing chess. <laughs> like you're fully stepping into Lisa's uh -huh. role that you always criticized her for. And so we were just having fun with that. Someone snitch tagged. So she showed up in the comments and she was like, it was a joke. It was supposed to be a joke for that reason. And I'm like, it's okay. Calm down. Like we're allowed to talk about it. It's, it's insane. Kyle um, gets more sensitive than almost any other housewife. She does. She does. I think she likes, I mean, obviously she has mentioned it. I want to say at least five or six times in the past two or three seasons, if somebody's following her on social media or not, if they yes. like post, she's very into it. She's very aware. You're right. No one cares mm -hmm. more about her follower count than Kyle Richards. Yeah. Um, all right, that's enough shop talk. Let's get into the good <laughs> stuff, okay? The very first one that's kind of fun and easy to talk about is Erica having to get back her earrings. I love it. I live for it. It start so it started with her being like, "Come and get them," basically, pretty which much. Was so tacky. Send and your then, widows and orphans to come and get them, then if you want them so bad. That was a great Erica. I mean, it was spot on. It wasn't, it wasn't my best. I'll take it. Okay, but it was good. It was because she she has that like nasally like vaudeville mm -hmm. yeah. sort of impression. <laughs> it is that she's doing. Um, but so did you see Garcelle talking about it on the reel? I did not, but I heard, I had seen through the you know heard through the grapevine that Garcelle and some others objected. I guess we'll see it on the show to her not just readily giving the earrings back as soon as she found out that they were bought with ill-gotten goods. Exactly. So Garcelle's in this interesting place because she's on the reel. Yeah. yeah. So she has to talk about current events and mm -hmm. yet some of them are her 
are her co-stars. So she's mm-hmm. I feel like she's pretty good at at remaining neutral, but still mm-hmm. giving her opinion in a like loving, compassionate way. That's our Garcelle. That's our Garcelle. And so mm-hmm. she's on she's on the reel talking about this whole thing. And she gives her two cents, which is if it's just it's an act of good faith and it shows these victims, I do care. Yeah. And so she and she says she comes into every every day of filming. She is diamond out. So she would Mm -hmm. not miss these diamonds. Mm -hmm. So and then all the the other girls are like, absolutely, because I wouldn't want to. How could you think of having diamonds? Yeah. Yes. That are that are that were that could be helping someone blood on top of blood money. Absolutely. And why do you want that karma? Why do you want that karma? Yeah. And that's what we've been saying all along about Erica is. Yes. Okay. She, maybe she didn't know anything, but now you do. And you're taking no steps to make it better. Exactly. Exactly. What do you, what do you, (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. Like I, I had to, you know, pull up, I was in such a dive of, of Girardi stuff because when, when the news (laughs) first hit that they were getting a divorce, I don't even remember when this was, it's all a blur. I started digging in super duper deep into legal documents and read case files when the news came out that he was crooked. I couldn't believe it because, you know, I know a lot of lawyers. I've got a lot of lawyers in my family and I have a lot of respect for the profession, for people who do it well. I mean, it's, it's a lot of just, you know, helping people. And he had such an amazing reputation. I will I never get over that fall. It's it's shocking on so many levels. Like I grew up seeing, um, you know, movie, the movie made about him. I'm blank on it right now. Julia Roberts, oh Aaron, Brockovich. Uh, Aaron Brockovich. And I don't know. I just remember thinking like, yeah, those, those are people really using their profession mm-hmm. for good. And that's so inspiring. So I got super deep into it and I was pulling all kinds of stuff. And I suspected very early on and people blocked me over it. People got angry with me over it. I suspected very early on that she knew. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this had been going on for a really, really long time, obviously, because I was going back, 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 back into like dole cases, uh, a case about airplane engine parts where people had tried to get their money back. We're talking like 20 years ago, but either he let the clock run out on them by just like filing, filing, filing paperwork, or they just like they couldn't. You have to be so strong to go against Tom Girardi in the state of California. Yeah. And it was really sad to see a lot of the cases that he was accused of wrongdoings back then, like flubbing testimonies and all this kind of stuff, but like nobody could get a foothold on it. And so mm-hmm. these people who were owed money just didn't get it or other things happened. And it seemed like there were injustices going on for a really long time. And so it's like, if I'm going to marry a guy mm-hmm. and it's, it's years later, I'm not going to have heard these things. I'm not going to know anything about it. I'm not going to ever, I, I don't know. And then the Yelp reviews on his firm were really startling. Um, and oh, I wow. I didn't the realize time. that the, Yel- I forgot about the Yelp reviews. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's people saying like, I'm, nobody's calling me back. Where's my money? Like da, wow. da, 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 da. So, so it to was me, right there. it was right there. It was right there. Like so many things in life, like, mm. like Jenny's Facebook feed, like Jenny's right Facebook. Feed. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, you know, they just put forth such a good image of like, she was the one I think that was kind of like, you know, the jangling keys that were distracting us. Like, oh, she's so, oh, she's got this dual personality. Oh, yeah, Tom's there. He's sort of like the stem that holds the rose. They were both jingling keys the whole time. They were totally. both got a lot of stuff going on. And anyway, my point is that I've never, for ever, ever thought that she 
was completely clueless and that she was, you know, a bleeding heart who would who would really care when she found out. I never thought that. Right. Like she she tries to hold on to her precious jewels. And then mm-hmm. the judge is like, yeah, no, no, you she gives she gives those back. We can use those for paying yeah. out these these poor victims. Absolutely. And I made a meme of her. This was a long time ago, too, where it was like Gollum when he's going down into yes, the you know, lava, which like <laughs> with that ring, the Cartier ring that she's completely obsessed with and she keeps wearing it any chance that she gets. And there's a video of her being like, I traveled the world to find this Cartier ring. And so between that and like the earrings and then the scenes about, you know, Mikey coming out with like the Girardi private collection, like diamonds, I think a long time ago for her, like mm-hmm. she's holding on to this. She grew up with not a lot of money. She's just like, somehow I think that she feels like she, I don't know. It's, it's psychologically really interesting the way she's obsessed with these material goods. Yes. It's definitely like a study. Cause she's, she's yeah. kind of blocked out her life, her, her upbringing. It was yeah. a very dark time, but she, she sort of speaks about it. Like it doesn't affect her at all. Mm-hmm. I think but it, it does. Yeah. It completely does. Like her dad doesn't own that. She, that he's her dad mm-hmm. and literally said to her, you know, I never had kids of my own. <laughs> she's like, hi, I'm your daughter. So yeah. she's, she's used. I mean, clearly Tom is like a daddy complex thing anyway. So she's I'm uh, sure on some level security, you know, she cries like, thank you. Like, yeah, always talks about the great things he's done for her. He paid for things that were needed in her family. He really was sort of that um, figure. And I'm sure he did a lot of good, too. Right. It's like the world is complicated. And I'm sure he did a lot of really good things for a lot of people um, while also embezzling. Well, also that's and that's why when she says he's done a lot of good, too, and she can Mm -hmm. name all these scholarships he's gotten for people and loans, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, yes, but how did he get those things? He was getting them by like stomping on other people. So it's she's not willing to face that her whole life up to this point with Tom was a lie. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about it, too, it's like, yeah, you helped. Let's say let's say he helped one person like get into college. And that's great on the backs of how many people, though? At the sacrifice of how many families who now all those children won't be able to go to college and all those families won't be able to afford their medical bills. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like that kind of cancels it out, Erica. Yeah. Um, Also on the reel, Lonnie and I'm blinking on the other one's name. uh, They so they filmed Garcelle's birthday party on Mm -hmm. for this season. And apparently Erica walked over to Lonnie and I I don't remember her name. I was just totally blanking it. Uh, and said, she said, you know what? Most of the people who support me don't look I like about this. this. Don't look like this, this and point it to her own skin. Yes. Uh-huh. And what the hell made her think that that was appropriate? I, you know, oh. I, I'm so shocked by it. I don't understand. I have found the video where they were actually talking about it because I think this happened like it was like one of the last videos I saw and then I got locked out of my account for a day and a half. Um <laughs> which is fun. But anyway, I cannot wrap my mind around why anyone would, first of all, think it. Secondly, go and and do that. I don't know. I'm I, I flabbergasted. And like there's how, very few things she could do to put me in that. <laughs> how do you walk up to two women of color uh-huh. and and say to them, you know what? All you guys like me. Yeah. What the hell are you trying to say right now? I don't know. And I they are just know. flabbergasted. They're on camera too. So they're yeah. like, 
And I wonder if they got that on camera because, you know, she could have easily like walk away yeah. and have like gone over on the side. But I hope to God they did. Yeah. Because I want her dragged for that. Uh, that she'll probably so just say bad. it was nothing. And there she'll still have her hardcore followers who I think, you know, yes. ate lead paint chips as kids or something being like, it's your grave. You're so wonderful. Keeping you. That That's a very good point. Her stands are very absurd to me. I noticed that a lot of them were just uh, kind of wild and um, almost offensive in their own right. Like when they would, when they'd argue. And so when someone would say something like, but what about the victims? They would say, they, people go paid off. them back. <clears throat> I know. And they're wrong yeah. and they get really angry. And I mean, that was another thing too, is like when I first started researching it, I realized now looking back on it, that I was like eyeballs deep into case files and facts and getting, I was so upset by reading about all these people that had been harmed over decades. And then I'd be, you know, seeing her social media where she's just like standing with her, like, yeah. you know, lingerie on and while things are happening, while people are being made aware of things that are happening. And I was so upset. And so I'd go on and I would say something like, like, how can you possibly do this? Like, yeah, that's exactly what we want to see. We want to see you in lingerie while people are finding out that, you know, you guys have been living this fake life on money from other people. And, you know, people were making fun of it for a while, like, haha, I love when I see you comment on her pictures. And I had to stop because I was realizing that I think she feeds off of yeah. the negativity. And then I, I don't know, I think it was helping her more than hurting her. I don't it was like ever... adding to her engagement. Yeah, I think it, it actually just makes her happy to see that. And she thrives yes. on it instead of you know, like a normal person, when you get some really harsh feedback, you're like, oh, let me think about it. Did, are they right? Is the sky blue? Is the grass green? Do I need to check myself? I don't think she ever has those moments. No. And, and honestly, to f like the people that really stand her are like denying facts. Yeah. And it's odd because when they say things like she's already paid them back and mm -hmm. others, other people would comment like, no, she hasn't. And they would cite all these sources. They'd be like, but she's still a queen. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, we're just skipping over very important data. Yeah. Super toxic. So I just super stopped toxic. even, I don't even know what's going on over there on her social media anymore. I I'm sure it's more of the same. Yeah. I really, I rarely check her page either. Um, I know that it's rumored, but I really, I kind of feel like I can see it happening. Um, there's been talk from filming that Lisa Rinna is now going after Erica saying mm. she's concerned about her drinking. Mm. I would not be surprised at all if Rinna is turning on Erica, because we know now Rinna has no loyalty to None. anyone. Yeah. And she saw how she tested when she went against Garcelle. So she's like, hmm, that was my need a good to move. get I might need of to course, get on correct. Her. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, Rinna. Look, it's funny to me when a housewife is completely shameless when the stakes are low. Okay. So a housewife can be completely shameless and vacuous and have no moral, you know, backbone at all and just flitter in the wind for, for kind of like views and, um, ratings or whatever. And that's, that's fun. And that has its place. But when things get really real, like, like they have with Beverly Hills and Lisa has been the way she has been and, you know, and cut down friendships and, and backed, um, Erica, the way she has, I, I, it, it feels weird. It feels fake. Even like the reunion that we watched, you know, at the end of last season where she like taps Dorit when Dorit got out of line, when she was asking Erica too many questions. In I a know. Row. Yes. Yeah. Things like that. I'm just like, 
I don't feel like it's real anymore. And I start to lose interest because I feel like these women are giving us a false narrative. They're kind of like just puppet masters and like where they're stooges. And so I don't really have a lot of respect for anything. Actually, you just articulated that kind of in the most perfect way, because I get the same way where I almost lose interest when I realize you're just completely manufacturing this for cameras. Yep. It's like when I found out, so I watched Orange County um, from day one and only found out like maybe last year, the year before, I can't remember, time is not real. Um, I found out that Tamara was totally faking it for cameras. Like she's actually barely a drinker off camera. She doesn't really Mm. throw fits or do anything like that. Admittedly so too. She did a live and she said, she's like, I actually rarely drink in real life. But when we Mm. film, I know that they want that on the show. Yeah. And so it changed my whole perspective. I'm like, but then wait, I don't want to, I don't want that. And I get that I'm still holding on to this craving of like a documentary of these shows. And I get that they're not, I get that it is very produced, but when it's, when it's an entirely different persona that's crafted just for cameras, I feel duped. True. A little bit. Now other people have said that though. I think Sonia Morgan which you know, we love. Um, oh, I don't. So you cute. don't. Okay. I hate Sonia. So just oh so we're clear. God. Oh my God. I would love to talk about that at some point. We can talk um, about that next. I'm happy. <laughs> but she has said too, I think that she doesn't actually drink a lot, but when she's on the show, she drinks. Um, and I will say this, I don't drink in my normal life, like day to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't. But if I go into a social setting where anything is going to be even a little bit awkward, I will drink. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that I would have a couple glasses of wine if I was on Real Housewives when I normally wouldn't. So I don't know. That's that's a hard one too, especially because I think some people can like start to use that as a crutch. And then especially with Sonia, then people accuse her of drinking too much, but she does it when she's on the show. It's weird. Well, I think with Sonia, she actually does drink a whole lot all the time because people oh, have really? seen her. People have seen her out and about wasted, like fall mm. down drunk, wasted. Mm. Um, Sonia, here's what I don't like about Sonia. She has been in denial of her life from the second we got her, which was funny at first. And then it got really dark and she's never been in touch with reality. She's also been about as bad as Ramona in a lot of senses, really, she, she gets away with it because she knows how to flip right back and flip out of it. Ramona just doesn't. Ramona just stays horrible. And Sonia knows how to kind of pander. And Sonia just isn't an authentic person, in my opinion. Mm. And I cannot connect with her. I'm sick of the drinking storyline. I'm sick of mm-hmm. every single season we get drunk, fall down Sonia. It makes me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have not been on the Sonia train for a long time. I think she's actually a very bad friend. I think she pretends to be a good friend for camera. Every time they come back from filming, like every time they come back and they're like, okay, now this season has started. They're like, we haven't seen Sonia in months. And then when Sonia comes back to film, she's like, you guys never call me. They're like, we do. You don't pick up. You don't. You just ghost us. Mm -hmm. And like you go into your own world. So she's very, very fake for cameras. And then there was that. uh, I can't remember the name of the account. I was on his podcast. Damn it. I'll think of it and I'll put it in later. He's he's he went to one of Sonia's like meet and greet things and said Sonia was and he, he he loved Sonia and she wouldn't sign an autograph and was wasted and was like mm. hanging out with these this group of like black guys that were like young and hip hop and cool. And she was really rude to everybody. Hmm. 
I thought that tracked because she, to me, seems like she knows how to seem a certain way on camera, but I don't buy it. Hmm. I don't buy it. And she's also done some really fucked up stuff to like the staff, but Ramona makes it worse. So you're like, fuck, Ramona's the worst. But Sonia's also pretty bad and like rude. Okay. I've never noticed any like classism type stuff and, you know, horrible biases the way that like we notice every single time with Ramona. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Call it out for me if you see it again, because I will happily in this this next project. Oh my gosh. We don't even know when the next season is going to be. It'll happen at some point. Um, Okay. Now we're moving on. I want to talk about, because you did a dive on uh, Louie, Teresa's Louie. And so if anyone missed it, she's got it saved in her highlights. And I was surprised that by the time I got to the end of that dive, mm-hmm. I was like, wait, I don't think Louie's the worst guy in the world. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I felt really weird being that way. Cause of course we're going to, we're going to first believe any woman that claims always, abuse, right. Always. We go there right away. And we, when we hear people say, but some people lie and fake it to get attention. You're like, shut up. However, when I was seeing the back and forth between his ex and him, Mm -hmm. she seemed very toxic and um, he seemed like he was kind of trying to make her happy, Mm -hmm. but didn't really know how to manage it. And then I could remind me if I'm wrong. Did she make him go to that retreat? So that's that's the whole thing, right? It's all he said, she said. And first of all, I'll say this, like there's a lot of people out there who've got, you know, <clears throat> who think he's like a dirty John, who think that he's I was going to be them. the worst thing that ever happens to her and all this stuff. And that might be true. That might be true. But I did not expect to find what I found when I started digging. And I always come from a place of just like being completely neutral. I could find mm-hmm. something horrifying. I could find, you know, documentation that he's the best person ever, whatever. And I didn't expect to find everything that I found, which was, you know, this case that he had had with his last fiance, because he's had a few fiances, um, but his last one, they had a court battle when they broke up over belongings, over money that he Mm -hmm. gave to her and that she wanted to keep over all kinds of things, website that he made her, which was a really big point of contention because he makes websites for a living. And anyway, bottom line is either one of them they, I feel like they both got to a really toxic place, mm-hmm. but between the text messages where she's, where he says, please don't come over tonight. Mm-hmm. I need space. Like all of that stuff. Like I'm with my son tonight. I'm with my son. Please be respectful. And she's like, no, like I get it. I've been her in situations. <laughs> I've been him in situations, yeah. but either way, it seemed like he was trying to end it well. And she had a different view in mind of how it should end well, right? And it was just like a Mothra Godzilla situation. I'm not saying which one I think was like, you know, I, I think they both had issues. Yes. We cannot take a side because even when you read all the court documents, we still cannot know the dynamic of that relationship. Mm-hmm. We still can never know what really went on behind closed doors between these two human beings, right? But I was surprised by a couple of things that were absolutely for sure facts walking out of there. One, he still has a lot of friends from high school. 
I that was maybe, one of your big pull. That was your big <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> like, honestly, I talked to maybe one person from like, he's just, you can tell he's a very social person. He relationships matter to him. Like the mm-hmm. people that are his close friends have been his close friends for a long time, or he makes friends and they, they get really close to him. Um, and you're right. That actually is a sign. Yeah of something yeah. very positive that, very you, positive. that you maintain friendships and you don't just keep cycling new ones in. Yeah. There's something weird about someone who doesn't have any, you know, close and he's grown up in like the same area. So if he was this horrible person, it makes it hard for me to believe that all these people still wouldn't, you know, be in his close circle of friends. Number one, number two, super generous, it seems. And I yes. get, I totally get that a narcissistic personality, which is what his ex fiance accuses him of being a narcissist. And there are narcissists that walk amongst us and we hope that they are managing it. Um, that they also can be very generous because yes. they feed off of the attention of being generous, right? Yes. But yes. he was very generous with her. He's very generous, it seems, with many different charities. And so I do not necessarily worry about him stealing money from Teresa. I think if anything, he's, he's got an issue with giving a lot of money. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't get a prenup. I think everyone should get a prenup. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just a very simple document to mm-hmm. make sure everyone, everything is fair. Yeah. But his toxic traits seem to be that like he would throw money at situations Okay. That last relationship, he'd be like, you're not happy. And that's what they called like the marriage contracts. Um, And they did that, I think, just in court, because these were points in their relationship where they stopped and said, do we still want to be together? What would it take for you to still feel good in this relationship? And she'd be like, you know, money, car, whatever, according to him. And so he would give it to her. Wow. And so she was the one who he went to the retreat for, right? Or was that the other? He's been several times. He's been been several several times. times. Okay. Okay. Many, many times. So this is an ongoing thing. So this is the warrior program out in California. I think they have a couple different locations now, but it's amazing. Uh, And I say that because the business model to me is impressive. You get a bunch of well-to-do men who can afford to drop, you know, 10 grand, a couple bands for getting yelled at, um, you know, for a week. And I'm sure it is very, you know, bonding. It reminds mm-hmm. me of like OCS, which is a very bonding experience. Um, What's OCS? So like officer candidate school, sort of like in military, oh. like an officer and a gentleman, you know, where okay. they yell in your face and you're doing push-ups and they break you down to build you up, that kind of a thing. Gotcha. And so people, civilians pay for this. Um, and so they go and they do this and then they they bond with their people. And so that's the video that we see is him, you know, doing the strained voice yelling video. And I'm sure they send that back home, like an update to tell you mm-hmm. how they're doing and the reasons that he went there. So it seems that he has been there several times for relationship issues. So his previous fiance, Paula, before the latest fiance. Yes. I guess he went there for her too. And I believe that that is who that video was for. If I okay, had to guess. That's what I thought. That's, I thought it was the, yeah. the other one. Okay. Yep. And so, so I had, my friend was on the pod recording. We were talking about New Jersey, the episode, and she had a, a very loving perspective on that. She said, look, I've been to retreats where you do some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the overall experience is cool. But like, if anyone recorded it, it'd be like, what yeah, it's are completely you out of context. And Again, it's weird. It is weird, right? If you turn and you look at something like that, you're like, mm, that's an odd way to spend your time and your money. And it is, but that's the experience that he wanted. And that's and what he pays for. They're also not that uncommon. Yeah. Um, did you watch You on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yep, Remember when, when uh, 
I can't remember the character's name, but he does like this, like, yeah, that was exactly like, yeah, you know, so that's it. It's clearly, you know, men have a different way of connecting to their feelings and the things that change them. And so if this works for him, cool. Um, I definitely got dirty John vibes from him because it, they, the love bombing, he came on so strong, yes. so fast. And that yeah. was very alarming because Teresa is such a simple minded person mm. that she would not spot signs. And so I think it was like, Teresa, please have your eyes open yeah. um, because they were buying a house right away together. Yeah. And here's my one concern, because I do think I'm like, wow, if this guy doesn't really love her, then he's, this is a really fucked up con because he's sending her, he's sending her, uh, cards with her on the ultimate girls trip to look at every single day. Mm -hmm. He's texting her all the time. Like this is a real, like this guy seems to genuinely care because it's a lot of effort to just be conning her at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. Um, but I wish he was, I wish he wanted a prenup. I wish he wanted just to show us just to be like, look, guys, I know everyone's concerned. I don't want anyone to think I'm coming after her money. Mm-hmm. But seeing the way Gia responded. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. So maybe he thinks that would insult them and insult yeah. her. So that was actually really helpful to me. So I watched the clip of what of Gia's full statement this morning because I was like, I want to understand how Gia was cool with that. Because to me, I always view Gia as like Teresa's like protect her a little bit. Like she's looking out for her mom. So Gia's whole thing was, she said, my dad actually asked her to sign a prenup a week before they were supposed to get married. And we didn't like that. You know, that was insulting and whatever, and that kind of vibe. So then Teresa starts talking about it. Like, yeah, you know, Joe made me sign a prenup a week before we were supposed to get married. And I didn't like that. So if she has a bad perception of a prenup, I wonder, and this is just me, I have not done the research, I wonder he may actually have more assets than she does. Mm. So it it might not be like disadvantageous to her necessarily. Yeah. But I would need to look into that. Either way, it's scary and everybody should get one just to be safe. She has children, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, what if he ends up being a horrible person and wants to take a bunch of her money and he does have less assets? Who knows? Um, but his business makes a lot of money from what, what does he I do again? He, website builder. Yeah, no, not necessarily. So what's the word for it? I'm not, I'm going to blank on, I'm going to yell it out to nobody in like an hour. So <laughs> there's, it's a, it's a thing, it's called like data mining, I think. And oh, it, okay. Where you build these websites. So I would build you like um, bravopodcast.com. I'd build you 15 sites with like uh, podcastaboutbravo.com. Like anything that if anybody searched it, it's going to pop up and mm-hmm. lead them to you. Mm-hmm. And then there are ways where you say like jobsearch.com, I need a job, hire me, and then those pop up and they say, you're looking for a job, enter your information here and we'll connect you with you know potential employers. And so people start entering their information and then that data is valuable. And so in many different ways, he either leads you, it's it's exactly what Jen Shaw claimed to do. Yes, I was gonna say this reminds me of how yeah. Jen Shaw was explaining her fake business. Yep, yep, yep. So either you're, you're searching for information for something that you want to buy or use or a service that you want. And so then they take that, they direct you to specific people who are willing to pay them to say, yeah, include me. When somebody searches, I need a lawyer that that a, lo- a website comes up saying, you need a lawyer in this area? Here are 15 and you're one of the 15. Got it. Um, 
that kind of a thing. Or people enter their information looking for a service and then you get directed to connect with those people. So he makes money, you know, in a couple of different ways, facets of that business model, but it's interesting and it seems to be quite lucrative. Okay. Well then let's just keep hoping it's good. Um, okay. Let's move into our final kind of big one. Jenny from Salt Lake mm, city. Um, I have not addressed it yet because it's been a week. And so in that week, she has been officially fired from Salt Lake city and she did a live yeah. to quote answer questions, mm-hmm. which that didn't happen. Um, did you see the live? I did not see the live. Um, she's, she's pretty much done for me. Yep. I looked on her Facebook page. I was actively on her Facebook page. So after I saw all of it for myself, um, I was like, and we're done. <laughs> but I, you know, I saw snippets of it. I heard people talk about it. I saw some clips. And so I, I get the gist of what it was. So it, and for anyone who didn't catch it, she went on a live with her black friend, which was absurd that you would think that would be okay. The optics on it. Like I thought I, I thought I clicked on the wrong thing. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way uh-huh. there's no way. And yes. this, this friend was there like reading off cue cards. Like he was very, very t- practiced with what he was going to say. And he repeatedly said, I am really Jenny's friend. This isn't just like her token black friend. Mm-hmm. And that's not really what any friend says. No friend goes, <laughs> goes and repeatedly says, I really am friends with this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she, they were trying to take questions. Um, but they, there were clearly no questions that they would be willing to answer. So they, when they were like looking through the questions people were writing in, they only landed on like a few that were like, why am I here about the black friend? He's like, I'm here to show that I love Jenny, but then no other real questions were actually answered. Um, I know that we're happy Jenny's gone, but I would love to hear your take on do you think Bravo totally knew this existed and just didn't care and wondered and thought maybe this could be a storyline? You know, if they didn't know that this existed, they're horrible at their jobs. So right? they've either got to come out publicly and say, we're horrible at what we do. <laughs> right. <laughs> or we picked absolutely toxic people beyond the pale and then we see what happens. Um, so you know, it's it's upsetting for a couple of reasons, mostly because it was all right there. She didn't delete it. She didn't hide it. She didn't, which is actually, I think, is a good thing mm. because it, it reminds me of like the end of Inglorious Bastards where they carve the swastika into the guy's head. Like, I'd rather know. Mm. I'd rather know than have you be able to hide it. Mm-hmm. And that is a, you know, and I'm not comparing Jenny to a Nazi for all the people out there who are very eager to jump onto that. Right. Totally. Someone has toxic belief systems, uh, you know, and they try to assimilate and fit in and pretend that they don't. And then something comes out like this and you're just like, oh, you didn't even try to hide it. It was right there on your public Facebook page with pictures of your kids and your recipes and things like that. Like, oh, okay. You know, and for a lot of people, they say like, what was the big deal? And if, you know, and I've blocked a lot of people that have said, what's the big deal? She was just voicing her, you know, opinions about things. Mm, yep. And if you look at those posts, and maybe some people didn't see all of them, but I saw all of them, and you don't see the big deal, like, I, I really hope that some people will stop and say, the whole world's telling me this is a big deal. Let me really think about this and, and 
you know, listen to creators, especially creators of color who are saying that it is and, and why. And that leads me to, um, did you see on TikTok, the woman who was her assistant mm-hmm. came forward or the person who was her assistant came forward and said, um, I feel like compelled that I need to talk about this. And so I watched that live on TikTok uh, where they spoke and said, you know, I'm not comfortable being in the limelight, but I was hired as her assistant and I feel a lot of shame and guilt because I never looked back onto her Facebook page and saw this. And, you know, I was definitely not a social media manager. I was her assistant and I would occasionally post and help out, but there was no social media manager or social media team. Okay. Duh. Yeah. And so then, you know, there were, there were clues about other things or like, there's other things I have to, I would, I would like to share, but I'm not ready to share them yet. And wow. And so on. So just, um, it was, it was interesting because it just brought up more and more like lies that are being told to try to have Jenny save face. And again, I say, why say face? If you, if you really believe that, then just just be like, this is what I believe. Like why try to backtrack now? And there's clearly, I mean, half the country agrees with her, which is the, I hope it's not half. Well, it's a scary realization, but okay. Let's say even like two, uh, a third of the country yeah. agrees with her, which is where I wonder if Bravo's like, well, there's a market for this. Like we can't, and I'm sure they see a lot of very conservative beliefs on their, in their housewives world. Because- well, here's the thing. There's a, there's a difference between being conservative and being racist. And I think yeah. that's where Jenny uh, went wrong. She's like, you know, I, she can't, you can't make racism political. And that's where I get upset about, you know, this country. And I think it's toxic that we only have two political parties, whereas in other countries yeah. there's maybe like 10, whatever and here we have really divided ourselves into mm-hmm. like a or b a or b a or b and totally. so any thought that a human being has any opinion they have they want to throw it on a or b a or b and that's just so damaging to everybody to try to like paint you into one of those two corners and so anything anyone gets in trouble for saying they say well that's because i'm team a or that's because i'm team b I get and it. so when it comes to like even, you know, the pandemic right now, wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, getting your vaccine, not getting your vaccine. Um, I just think it's so damaging. No, it's true. It is true. Um, if Bravo, like you said, if Bravo didn't know, then wow, they are terrible at vetting wow. people. And what yeah. are they even doing? I actually, do you watch Summer House? I can't remember. I don't. I tried one time and I just couldn't. <laughs> I, fair enough. I get it. But they've got this new guy this season who's like a personal trainer and is obsessed with like eating a lot of protein and working oh, out okay. and doesn't really like drinking. See, I'd and, rather just hear the recap. <laughs> and so, Right. And so he makes no sense. And I'm like, okay, so casting is casting doing anything? Like, are they vetting? <laughs> like, did they even talk to this guy beforehand? Or did they just look at a headshot and say that that guy will work? And so even on like, like basic levels, I'm like, okay, what is casting? I feel like I could do it then, from <laughs> <know>. home remotely. <clears throat> yeah. Casting seems fun. It really does. Right. Um, yeah. And so if they, if they, it's like you said, it's one thing to have conservative beliefs, but this is totally racist and violent finding out that she was in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we have a season of her going after Mary for making racist comments. Oh yes. Yes. And we, it was like, maybe had that not been part of her story, it would have been one thing, but like, it was an extra knife to the heart to be like, dude, we were backing this woman up Mm -hmm. and then she's a racist. Mm. Wow. 
it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty eye opening. So Bravo yeah. firing her. Do you like do we think that that was the right move? You know, for for Bravo, I think they have to ask themselves, who are they and what do they stand for? I think that's been mm. a difficult question for them to answer, because, mm. you know, when when things were were more in the periphery during lockdown with George Floyd uh, being murdered in front of everyone and protests and things and people being suddenly very aware of the world around them, you know, when everything is quiet and you have a moment, you're just kind of stuck in your house and you look around and say, this isn't right. Right. Um, they were vocal and they said, you know, it's a movement, not a moment. And we stand right. you know, in solidarity and they had specials and specials. they had special marketing and logos and all kinds of stuff. So it's like, if that's who you are, then it really, you said, you said it's not a moment. It's a moment. Yes. So I think they had to stand by who they've already stated to the world that they are. And so yep. for anybody who takes issue with Jenny being fired, it's like, Bravo has told you who they are, the values that they have and what they stand for. You cannot expect that they would not apply it in this case and any other case that should come forward. Oh, that was so well said. You know, Jenny cannot expect that they wouldn't follow through with who they have publicly stated that they are in their belief systems. So that is why I'm, I'm disappointed in whomever did the vetting or if someone found it after the fact, it would have been so powerful if they'd come forward and said, we have been made aware of something mm. before we even found before out we it. found it before we found it so we've been made aware of something and for and we will not be sharing it but just know that it was bad like they did with peter the guy from below deck people compare it to that yes. because it is similar he did one meme he shared one meme and was gone like through the in the into the wind edited out of edited the show out. he was out it's like you didn't even know he was on the show anymore not invited to the reunion you barely saw his face for the rest of the season they made that choice that's how and i was so impressed with that i was like dang okay bravo dang right so yeah that would have been powerful if they had come forward and said and if they ever do it again if they ever mm -hmm. do it again they cast someone and they find something after the fact feel free yeah, you that's know? actually a great point because <clears throat> they're so afraid to make a statement. It yep. seems yeah. when something happens, like we've been calling for them to to say to us, we don't stand by what Ramona Singer said <laughs> mm -hmm. multiple times and they just don't. And it's like, are you afraid of alienating a certain demographic? Is this about money? Is this about numbers? Are you worried about, I don't know, seeming too political? Regardless, we're calling for these statements and you're afraid to give them and it happens a little bit too late. And it just doesn't seem like it's ever fair either, because mm -hmm. if you're about to bring Ramona back, we're all a bit confused by that. Yeah, I yeah. am at least. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the uh, Ultimate Girls Trip. I don't know. Just sometimes I got to pick and choose what Bravo shows I get into. I get burned out too easily. Oh, sometimes. I get that one hundred percent. I get that. Yeah, and so that was that was amazing for them to have produced, edited, because they see if we think we get sick of it, can you imagine like the footage that they see over Bravo? So they were into it in New York. They saw everything that happened, everything that happened afterwards, why there was no reunion, and she was cast in Girls Trip. And I'm like, that's an odd choice to make, right? Very so, odd. yeah, I mean, I think their issue too is that they are a business. They're a giant company. They exactly. have executives. They have stakeholders. They're part of NBC Universal. They've got Peacock. They've got a lot of stuff going on. And so whereas if it was a small private company, you would have a conversation amongst like what, six to eight people and you'd make a decision. 
for them, I think making a decision, there's a lot of check gates Mm -hmm. and a lot of Zoom meetings and a Mm -hmm. lot of memos. And then maybe we see action uh, if everybody stays loud enough for long enough. Right. And I mean, now and uh, like Bravo used to not be as big as it is. Bravo is a big time business now. They are Mm -hmm. making a lot, a lot of money. And so we can see that in the way they make statements and the way they uh, represent themselves. You know, and they, you say they're making a lot of money. And then I noticed when I was watching the Jersey premiere, that was the most mishmashed, you know, image, the opening image where they're all oh my standing God, there. I know. I'm like, Give them a new title card. I'm like, when was that photo from of Teresa? I don't that, understand. How expensive like, could it be? You guys do another fucking photo like, shoot. Could, could I have, was I old enough to vote when that photo was taken? Like, what are we doing? Can we not Teresa's hair this? is still black. I'm like, she's been yes. blonde for years now, guys. And then you see that it's like a mishmash. Like they're kind of all taken at different <laughs> times and just sort of collage together. Like so even weird. Orange County got a new title card. Yes. Like, let's do it. Like, what is wrong? How expensive could one photo shoot be? Honestly, guys? I could do it in an afternoon. Just let's send, do it. On. Get them all together real quick or on the same behind Good the same Lord. green screen, at least. But geez, Louise, it looks yeah. horrible. It's so it's so distracting. I just I had it on pause and I just stared at it and like talked trash for a minute. <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about the real issues and that has actually yeah. been plaguing me forever. Okay. Because seriously, you guys give them a new opening credit photo shoot. Jersey does a lot for the franchise. It, it really does. does. It's a backbone of the franchise. I mean, they've had the same exact cast for how many years? Get, they, they've earned it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. On that note, I'm going to wrap us up. Is there anything else you would like to say before you go? Um, just that, you know, it's a joy to talk to you. I love the oh, Bravo sphere. So I enjoy the Bravo sphere more than the Bravo shows. I'll put it I that way. I kind of agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I once enjoy talking find, to other shows more than watching the shows. <laughs> once you find, uh, like the right little crew in the Bravo verse, you're like, Ooh, I love it here. Yeah. It's nice. I love talking to the, you know, followers that DM with me and we make jokes and laugh and the memes. God, it's such a joy. It really is. I agree. I love when my DMs are on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. Let them oh, know where pleasure. to find you. Oh, yes. Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo on Instagram. Uh, I am Bravo Ducking on Twitter, which I rarely use. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I- I'm around. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, could you do a little rate and review? Maybe even subscribe. All of the above. If not, hey, I get it. No pressure. I'm also on Buy Me A Coffee. Buy Me A Coffee is a great way for content creators to get some monetary support from their followers. And it's just very easy. Buymeacoffee.com slash She Speaks Bravo. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And of course, if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Not going to lie. I just post the exact same stuff on both platforms. So no need to follow both. But um, love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.